Good afternoon, good morning, good evening, good night. Whenever you are listening to this, that's what time it is. This is LB, and you are now listening to the Candy Bag B. Well, it's been a minute. It's been over a month since I have recorded a show. Actually, you know what? I think it's been exactly 30 days since I've recorded a show, and um, I'm back. This is the show where I'm just, I'm going to wing it. Normally, I would have, like, my set written down, my little outline, what I want to talk about, and I just go through that. But today, I need to just um, be more transparent with you all and just let you know what I've been going through. Before we get started with that, let me go ahead and put my shit out there. So there are four episodes before this. You can listen to them on anchor.fm. You can check it out on Spotify under the Candy Bag B. That's B-I-H. You can definitely email me at itsthecandybagb at gmail.com. Also on Facebook and Instagram. Instagram, it is the candy bag underscore B. Holler at me. Let me know you're listening. Let me know you like it. All right, let's get into this shit. So, I honestly do not even have a name for this show. I guess I'll figure it out by the time I end. Don't know how long it's going to be. I am going to talk and let it all out until it's gone. There definitely will be a dicktail, the green-eyed monster. And there is absolutely a who gonna check me. Um, let me give you a little insight on the last month of my life. Uh, I had a birthday, that was the episode before this one where I talked about everything that I did for my birthday, and I went to Dominican Republic, which, it was so beautiful, I definitely needed that vacation, that was the first time that I have been on a trip without my husband or children in 10 years, so I was definitely excited to get the fuck up out of here alone. And um, I now know that, like, my threshold of missing the people in my life is four days away from them. Let me say that, especially if I'm on vacation. So I'm like, all right, that's a four days. It's like, okay, I'm ready to go home. I don't want to be here anymore. It's beautiful, but I want my bed. I want my towels. I want my washcloths. I want my kids getting on my nerves. So while the vacation was absolutely beautiful, um, Went there for a wedding, which was beautiful as well. The weather was kind of shitty, but my girls was there, so I was able to not give a fuck about the rain and just enjoy being in the presence of them. And we were able to just laugh, talk, and drink, and talk, and talk shit, and just really just bond. 
over wonderful weather and whatever the fuck we wanted to do. So the reason why I have not recorded in 34 days <laughs> is because I've been avoiding it like a motherfucker. And I mean like seriously avoiding it. I knew that this was a topic I needed to discuss, but I didn't necessarily want to because it would cause me to have to really open up and give of myself, which I am not used to doing in a public setting. My friends have no issues telling them exactly how I feel and what I'm feeling and being vulnerable with them. My loves, this is the same thing. My husband, same thing. I have no problem opening up and being vulnerable with them. But when it goes beyond my circle, that's when it gets a bit uncomfortable. So, <laughs> all right, so um, I think I've discussed this before. Back in December of 2018, now we're getting into the reason for this specific podcast. Because I couldn't, I, so I tried my best to like talk about other things, but I couldn't. I couldn't find the motivation to discuss anything because this situation that I'm going to discuss was weighing heavily on my mind and my heart. And I just needed to sit in it and get some clarity on some things that um, I allowed to happen, some lessons that I've learned and what I've learned since then. So anyway, um, back January last year, I um, was on Bumble and I was bullshitting on Bumble, right? Looking for this nigga that like, he has a foot fetish. So he wants you to stick his, stick your heels all in his mouth and his chest and on his dick and shit. So I was like, bitch, I think I need to figure out who this nigga is. And maybe he can pay me for, you know, doing some dumb shit on him. I don't know. I like new experiences. I like doing shit I've never done before. Even if it's like, Ugh, what the fuck to somebody else? Hey, that's you. This me. I like it. So I found Mr. Boots. So I'm chit chat with him, and he weirded me the fuck out. And I listened to my intuition. So I was like, eh, Nah, nigga, you ain't finna kill me. Fuck that. I want to be here with my kids. You know what I'm saying? I can't get killed on no whole shit. You know. Mm -mm. I don't. I don't know how my mom, my mama would uh, enjoy hearing how much of a freak her daughter is on the news. No less. So anyway, I'm swiping right. Or oh, is it left? I'm swiping left that way. Yeah, I'm swiping left and swiping and swiping and swiping and swiping. Now, come across this profile. Handsome guy, light-skinned. Mm, strike one. No, just kidding. So he was uh, light-skinned, very handsome, salt and pepper, 43 years old. So cool, okay. Older gentleman. Not older, but older than me. And um, I read his profile. I like what he had to say. And uh, so I reached out. Bumble, the woman, has to reach out to the dude. So I reach out, and we begin chit-chatting. And in my profile, it said that I am married and open to dating. Put it out there. Anybody who knows me knows that I let a nigga know off top. What I got going on. I don't want anybody to be able to say, oh, you lied to me. You misled me. 
No, the fuck I didn't. Because I told you before we exchanged numbers what the fuck I got going on in my life. Hold on. Water break. So, we started talking. I'm asking questions. He's asking questions, you know. Conversation's just cool. Um, In hindsight, some of his questions were... uh, I won't say I was taken aback, but I'm not used to receiving those type of questions from a nigga I just met. But since I have no problem, you know, talking about anything that I have going on in my life, I had no problem um, answering those questions. So we proceed and we set up a date. Um, so we talked about a week before we exchanged numbers. Now I let him know off top, Hey, you know, a bitch is always down to fuck, but, um, I'm looking for a boyfriend. I want somebody that I can share things with. And, uh, the same thing that any woman who's looking for a boyfriend wants to do companionship. Yes. I know I have a husband, but I'm polyamorous. So I can love more than one person at one time. Thank you very much. Stay in your lane. You got to know what you can do. And that's one of the things that I am capable of. Let's proceed. So um, let him know off top what it was I was looking for. Um, and I also said, hey, if all you're trying to do is fuck, uh, I'm cool. We we can do that. I, I don't have any problem with that. But that's all it will be. Because who I am when you're my fuck buddy, I'm a completely different person if we are dating and we are in a relationship. If... We just fucking, I come, we fuck, I shower, I leave. Those are the steps that I take. And however long the session lasts, does not matter. All four of those things are going to happen. There will be no everyday conversation. There will be no cuddling and all of that. Mm -mm, We're not doing that. So... I honestly can't remember what he said in reference to that. But we set up a we set up a date and we met at Hooters. And um great conversation. We laughed. Like he really made me laugh, like mouth wide open. Now, I did notice right off top that he is an asshole, but my asshole meter is like really high. So what may bother someone else, I'll just be like, what the fuck have I? Hey, that ain't got shit to do with me. So whatever, my nigga, enjoy. And I know how to stand up for myself enough that if, you know, a nigga say something to me sideways, I put his ass in check and then we can move on. So conversation was really good. And uh, (laughs) so... He asked me for a kiss. So we're at the table. We're in public. He asked me for a kiss. And I kissed him. And I was like, oh, oh yeah, this nigga gets a pussy. Yeah, it's, yeah, that shit's definitely happening. So um, after he kissed me, I was like, God damn. So we finished chit-chatting, talking, eating or whatever. And he kissed me again. And I was like, so how far you said you stay from here? Oh, oh, okay. All right. So, yep, went right back to his place. Now it's December. So we go back to his apartment, and um, he likes the fireplace, and we're sitting on the couch, and we're drinking wine, and we're just talking. Oh, this nigga, he, he, he set it up real good. I can't even front. 
You know what I'm saying? He said he likes romance, and that's cool. Okay, bet. So, um, he lit the fireplace, and we talking that shit. It's all romantic, and it's on now. So, we get down with the get down, and that shit was good as fuck. Like, that was some, that was some good first-time dick. Like, that is rare that the first time you have sex with a guy, that that shit is, like, bomb as fuck. And it was bomb as fuck, and I was late. Nigga, I was laid the fuck out, tapped out, and that rarely happens to me, okay? Rarely am I ever tapped out. It has happened, but it's rare. So, um, next day, we're good, we're cool, conversation, we're cool, we're straight. So, we're just proceeding into this, and I go ahead and let my husband know, hey, I really like him, I think I want to date him. So, you know, we start dating and, uh, well, we started seeing each other. I can't even really say it was dating because we never even really discussed that. We just kind of got a, a nice little groove. So we talked all day, every day. Texting is, you know, what we did the most. And the conversations were good. And we asked a lot of questions. And, you know, we got to know each other a little better. So he asked me, why am I married and looking for other men. And I told him, well, I am in an open marriage, which means we, you know, get to date other people if we choose to do so. And I like to date. I like men. That's pretty much the only explanation that I have for it. I like what I like, and I like men, so I want to date men. He assumed that things were wrong at home. Like most dudes do when a woman step out. But I let him know early on that I'm not the typical woman. My emotions do not lead me. I am not uh, seeking someone out because I am lacking something emotionally at home. No, I just know that I am. I want to explore the idea of being able to uh, consistently date another man, and also love him and experience things with him. So I'll say, and let me see what I'm going to call him. I need to get him a real ghetto fabulous name. Let me see. Because I'm not going to say his real name. And no, he doesn't know anything about this podcast because I didn't tell him because it ain't none of this fucking business. Um, We're going to call him Daryl. So um, Daryl uh assumed those things which were incorrect and no matter how many times I told him like nah we straight we good he didn't believe me because um when he was married he was cheating on his wife and the women his side pieces because you know his wife didn't know anything about him so he required that his side pieces not see anyone else but him so we were having this conversation, and I was like, hold up. I said, but they were single, right? He said, yeah. I said, and you had the nerve to try to tell them that they couldn't date nobody else or see nobody else but you? And he was like, yeah, and they did. I said, them bitches dumb as fuck. Because ain't no way in the motherfucking hell that I, LB, would let a nigga who is married tell me who the fuck I can and can't see. It's a different story if I choose not to deal with anybody else but you because I want to. 
but it's a lot of shit that you're not going to tell me I'm going to do. And that is one of them. Okay. All right. So let's proceed. All right. So his birthday is in January. So he doesn't really celebrate his birthday. And I was like, nah, we celebrating your birthday because I'm that chick. If you're around me, fellas, and this goes out to all my loves and they know this. We are celebrating your birthday, period, with a T. Don't care if you don't want to. Don't care if you're not used to. Don't care about any of that. We are going to celebrate your birthday because you made it another year. And that's what we're going to do. I've just, you know, inserted my bossy into their birthdays. And I think that a lot of men um, aren't shown how important they are to someone even on their birthdays so they just kind of get in the mind frame of ain't nobody gonna do nothing for me anyway so it's not even a big deal well it's a big deal to me because you're in my life and I care about you so we're gonna have a good motherfucking time anywho so um he is not from here so there are a lot of places that he didn't even know about he likes to dance so um, I told him, I said, well, you know, do you have, I asked him, do you have anything planned for your birthday? He was like, no, I don't. I said, okay, well, if you could, um, like keep your schedule clear for this weekend, like this Saturday, I got you. We're going to celebrate your birthday. And he was like, what are we doing? None of your business. We're going to have a good time though. I like planning things and I like surprising people and I love it. Absolutely love it. So, um, I planned for us to go to Claremont Lounge. He hadn't ever been there before. And that is where strippers go to die. That is the worst strip club I've ever been to. But the music is amazing. You should go to Claremont Lounge. It is on East Pumps de Leon in Atlanta, Georgia. Claremont. C-L-A-R-E-M-O-N-T as in Tom. All right, so we go to Claremont. We're having a great time dancing, all of that. I can't remember if we went to dinner first. I don't think we did. No, we went straight to the Claremont Lounge. Yeah, I ate before I got there and all of that. So, you know, and I bought him a couple things for his birthday and had him delivered to the house, so on and so forth. You know, surprises and all of that. Now, early in the beginning, and I do this with anyone that I... Uh, see past fucking I want to know what your love language is Because I need to know that Because my love language Top two Receiving gifts And What was the other uh, Acts of service So Receiving gifts Is very important to me But it doesn't have to be like Big gifts Anything that's thoughtful And comes from your heart I actually show my love In that way But the 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 people that I have in my life At this point Literally all of their love languages are physical touch. That is a lesson for me. That is um, clearly the universe said that I need to touch people more because, wow, okay. All of their love languages are physical touch. And I am the kind of, I was the kind of woman that did not need touch to thrive. I can sleep in a bed with you and not touch you. I wasn't much of a cuddler, like, unhand me, back up off of me, right? Because, you know, the only person that I've ever 
been in a long-lasting relationship was is with my husband. And his love language is physical touch. And even I found it difficult to touch him because I wasn't in the right mind frame to um, move past my own uh, thoughts on touching to give him what he needed. So eventually, you know, I, I got better and better with making sure that I made a conscious decision to touch him at, you know, di- different times. It didn't have to be so... Uh, robotic, like at 3.05 a.m., I am going to put my big toe on his knee. No, it wasn't like that. I was just, I had to make sure that I remembered to touch him because that's something he needs to feel loved. And that's my job to make sure that he feels loved uh, by me. Let me say that. So anyway, he wouldn't tell me what his love language was. So I was like, well, bitch, I guess we just going to have to wing this shit. So, you know. Um, I do, I, I have a difficult time doing this now because the people in my life don't really like, like surprise gifts. <laughs> so I've just kind of had to hold this portion in, but I, um, would send him like little gifts or buy him a card and write something in there, whatever. And, um, Valentine's day, I'm giving you all a timeline. I hope you got time. So that was in January. February comes, Valentine's Day, we, you know, spend a day together. We didn't do anything extra. I saw him during the week, I believe. And, you know, we just drank wine, talked, and kind of expressed our feelings to each to each other. And, you know, I really liked him. So I was, like, open more than I've ever been with anybody else other than my husband so that was a new emotion that I had to get used to because being open emotionally isn't something that I did because I was just fucking them niggas fuck you need to know my innermost thoughts and secrets for if all I'm doing is fucking you and then I'm taking a shower and leaving no nigga we don't get to talk about that that's not what we gonna do so I was extremely open yeah, my nose was wide the fuck open. Because on top of being able to have a conversation, the sex was, whew, goddamn. Yeah, the sex was real good. Like, that that shit was real good. So, you know, it, it we talked about it a lot, which I like talking about sex. So it didn't bother me at all because how's somebody going to know what you want if you don't tell them? And I'm no prude, so we can talk about um, what make my pussy wet and uh, what dries it up. And what turns me on, what turns me off, and put my leg right here if you, you know what I'm saying, if you want me to squirt, or I like it from the back, I like it from the side, I like riding, because, you know, I got some reformed, almost, but not really making the stallion knees and shit, you know, I don't, I don't learn how to grind on that dick one more time, and I lost 42 pounds, so, you know, it's just, eh, eh. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> so I'm able to, you know, uh, my agility is better now since I lost all that weight. But anyway, I was still heavy then because I didn't get on a challenge until April. So from the time he met me until April, I was like 195, 200 pounds. I was kind of going in between the two. So we move a little further. So I've, I've, I tell anybody this, always be honest and open with me. Express yourself. Tell me how you feel. Now, here's the thing. There's a way to say every goddamn thing. 
And even I know that with my no filter having ass, I know that there are certain things that I can say to specific people in a certain way to where they won't be in their feelings. But when I am in a relationship with somebody and uh, or we are dating, I am careful how I say things. Like I seriously think about how I say things to them. Even if it's a difficult conversation that we need to have, I'm very mindful of my tone. At least I try to be. I'll make sure I check with them jokers them hard to see if, if that's true. But I'm mindful of my tone. Um, while I tell the truth, I make sure that it's not like um, disrespectful and makes them feel guilty or bad about what I'm saying to them. You know, I don't ever want anybody that I care about to walk away feeling uh, feeling insecure or less confident than they were before talking to me. So remember that part. So he says to me one day, this was in February or somewhere within a three-month range, he said, I like your ass, I like your titties, but I wish your stomach was smaller. And I said in return, what you see is what you get. The stomach come with the ass and so do the titties. So if you want this pussy, all of it come with it. If not, then it doesn't. And then I also responded, well, you know, I could definitely use two more inches of dick. Now, he said that that was a low blow, but I don't consider that a low blow because you are commenting on my body about what you would like. <laughs> so I figured I'd do the same. Now, I did not have this tone because I was really nice to him because I liked him. And... um I use a different tone, you know, when it's someone that I like. So um, I did let him know that that hurt my feelings because I'm already having issues with my weight and shit and not feeling comfortable in the skin that I'm in. Like, I mean, I did, but I didn't like looking at myself in the mirror. And for you to say some shit like that, well, first of all, motherfucker, I can fix my weight. You can't fix the size of your dick. It is what it is. But we're not going to go there. So anyway, uh, I can't give it all to you. So um, I I let that slide. We kept on moving forward. And um, when I met him, I went on ahead and let him know, hey, in April, end of March, April, I've been gone for seven days on a trip with my husband going on a cruise for my homegirl's 40th birthday. So, you know, seven straight, seven days straight, you know, we won't have any contact. And by that time, from December up until March, we talked every single day, all day. So that's definitely an adjustment to get three months in and talking to somebody all the time. And then all of a sudden you aren't. So um, before... We went on the cruise, my husband and I. Daryl bought some tickets to a comedy show at Phillips Arena. Now, before this concert, 
we had been out in public before. We had been holding hands, kissing, being very affectionate, all of that shit. And no issues, none whatsoever. He would, you know, take hold of my hand. We would walk wherever we're going at school, you know, all of it was great. And go on the cruise, I was able to kind of have some internet every now and then. Um, So, you know, I reached out, let him know that I missed him and couldn't wait to see him when I got back, so on and so forth. So, I get back from the cruise and I go see him and I notice a change. And I was like, hmm, wonder what that is. Maybe he had too much time to sit and think. Maybe he had too much time to, like, second-guess the connection and, you know, the situation that we're in. It was something. I couldn't tell what it was, though, but I knew it was something. My intuition never lies to me. Well, I couldn't put my finger on it, but, you know, it's the week of the concert, so I'm excited, ready to go. So I decided it was time to have this conversation with him because if you know me and you've been around me, you absolutely know that wherever I go, I see someone that I know. Doesn't matter. Every single place I go. So because this was a more public setting, I was like, hey, you know, we need to have the conversation here. I said, I know a lot of people. This is an an extremely public setting. So the likelihood that I see someone I know here is greater than if we just went to a restaurant in Doraville or on the south side. Much different, uh, bigger odds because it's more people in a controlled space. So I was like, hey, I do not want you to feel like I'm ashamed of you because I am not. I do not want you to feel like I um like I I'm I'm afraid of someone seeing us because of how I live my life. No, absolutely not. As long as my husband knows where I am and who I'm with, nothing else matters. And anybody who knows me knows that Please don't try me in my face like that. If you see me out with a nigga and you want to know who he is, I'm going to introduce you. I don't have any shame in that. But what you're not about to do is get to ask me goddamn questions in front of him. What you can do, though, you can hit me up in my inbox and, you know, try to get as much information as I'll allow out of me. So, you know, we had this conversation and then he tells me, this is this this is what's the beginning of the end. This is in April. So he tells me that he doesn't want to feel pressured to hold my hand or show me affection in public. And that he would rather for the two of us to behave as though we are friends because, quote unquote, we are friends. You know, we we are friends. So he just wants to, you know, be easy, feel no pressure. 
And I said, when have I ever pressured you to hold my hand? When have I ever pressured you to show me affection in public? Never, ever. Sir, you are initiating these kisses. You are initiating these hand holdings and all of that. Sitting on the same side of the seat and all of that. You, you're initiating this just as much as I am. So don't make it seem like I was making you feel bad for not. No, motherfucker, don't do that. Don't don't try that shit. Don't don't try me like that. So um we talked about that shit for like three days and I was hot, like pissed the fuck off. So by this time, um every date that we went on from okay, so the first date he paid, everything else that we've done had done and everywhere else that we'd been, I paid for it because I wanted to. I understand his financial I understood his financial situation. So I didn't have any problem paying for dates and dinners and drinks or whatever it was we decided to do. I didn't mind that and I still to this day don't regret it at all and I never will because it's something I wanted to do. So um I said to him I said, so let me get this straight. I said, so you like what I do for you. You like what I do to you. But it has to be in private and not public. And he was like, no, that's not it. I just don't want to feel pressured. And I said, okay. All right. Mm-hmm. Okay. All right. Okay. We'll do it your way. Now, I was still in my feelings about that shit because I just could not fucking believe the audacity, right? So it was tension. It was it was a lot of tension coming from me, and I knew it. I was real kind of quiet that day of the concert. So, um, you know, he always made a point to let me know how much something cost when he paid for something. I, I didn't do that. There was no point in me telling you how much it cost. For what? okay. All right, you paid $100 for the tickets. Nigga, you want me to tell you how much money I done spent since we met? Because I can. So let's not do that because that's unnecessary. Anywho, so um, we're on the way to the concert. And um, I am used to um, placing my hand in my husband's lap as he drives. I attempted to do that with Daryl, and he was like, don't touch me while I drive. And I was like, well, shit. Goddamn. He did not like to be touched in his sleep. Um, So there was no cuddling. There was no foot holding. None none of that. And um, I know previously I said I didn't need all that, but I didn't need it from fuck buddies. But then I realized that I do want that from someone that I am with because while I'm not like a I'll lay on my husband's chest but then I get hot and he get hot and then it's like okay cool bet all right you go over there I'm gonna go over here and I don't feel no way about it but our feet can touch so I'm a our feet can touch girl tried that one of the nights I spent the night and he was like don't touch me when I'm sleeping I was like well this nigga hurt my goddamn feelings shit what the fuck so anyway, let's get back to this concert. I get back to that shit. So we park, we get out, 
and I'm holding my clutch and I'm in my cute little wedges. I found this cute ass dress and we're walking down the street. Okay. There's a couple walking about a block up from us and she got on skinny heels and she kind of a little shaky because the streets is kind of raggedy and then the motherfucker downtown. So we get about two blocks from the vehicle and he says, oh, it must be hard walking on concrete in heels. I was like, no, nah, I'm good. I'm used to walk, you know, I'm used to walking in heels. And he was like, well, I'll hold your hand so you have some balance. And I side-eyed him and I was like, <laughs> balance, huh? Okay. So we held hands when no one was around. Okay. And then as soon as we got closer to the restaurant, because we were going to, um, Damn, what's the name of that restaurant? I don't know what the name of it is down there by the Phyllis Arena. So when we got into a more public space, he let my hand go. So I was like, oh, this is what the fuck we doing today. Okay, okay, bet. Cool. So it was still a little strained at the table or whatever. And, you know, somehow we made it through dinner. And then we went to the concert and, you know, made it through. Whatever, cool, bet. We get back to his place and the sex was just not good. That was the first time that it it wasn't good because I was I was still in my feelings. Can't even lie about the audacity. Now, in hindsight, yet again, that is when I should have ended it. In April, I should have just went on to stop that shit because it literally went downhill from there. So. After the concert and all of that, I let him know, like, this hand, this not holding hands and, you know, acting like we just friends in public and shit. Like, I don't like that. I, I don't like it at all. And um, I don't like it. <laughs> and I don't want to do that. And so we went back and forth. He tried to make me feel like I was being dramatic and I was being extra and that I was trying to pressure him into doing something that he didn't want to do. And I'm like, but I can't understand what the fuck happened in two weeks. Two weeks ago, we were holding hands in public. Now, two weeks later, and this is in between the time when I took the cruise with my husband. Now we not. Now you just want to act like we friends. He was like, oh, I think we moving too fast. So on the sofa. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, okay. All right. Cool. Bet. Cool. So I just started saying okay to everything. Okay. Mm-hmm. Okay. Cool. So, his reasoning for not holding my hand in public all of a sudden is that there's, this is what he said, there are certain things that I consider intimate and special, and that's holding hands. And I only do that with my wife or my girlfriend. And you will never be either of those things to me. So, I don't feel the need to do it said okay okay cool now in previous conversations we had discussed having a threesome I was like I don't mind them I mean I've done that shit before you haven't done it okay cool bet you know ladies if you've done a threesome before you know every nigga in their world said they've never had one because they want to have one so um we also um talked about going to trapeze and like really just exploring you know his sexual fantasies and then after we had this hand-holding conversation and he told me the things that I would never be to him, I was like, 
Well, it looks like we're going to be flipping and reversing that shit too, huh? Now, while I am very direct, straight to the point, don't have a filter. There are times in my life where I feel the need to teach a lesson. And in this situation, I decided to teach him a lesson. Now, the teaching of lessons is very, very, very passive aggressive. And I am 100% aware of that. And I do not care that it is passive aggressive because apparently that person needed to see this side of me. I got to teach you a lesson. So I'm going to teach it in a way where you learn whether you want to or not because you, you're trying me. So now I got to teach you, um, trying to pull this mic up. Now I got to teach you, I, I got to talk to you about me. I, I, I got to show you, you know what I'm saying? So I jumped into teaching mode. So before um, I would try to schedule things and, you know, we see where our schedule was for the weekend. Anybody who knows me knows I got a bunch of shit going on at all times. But I made time for him because I wanted to spend time with him. Well, um, let's say I wasn't able to see him on Saturdays because, you know, in my head, Saturdays were our days. I did everything I needed to do before 4 p.m. And from 4 p.m. until whenever I went home, you know, on that Sunday is his time. I didn't text anybody else. I didn't call anybody else. I really wasn't receiving any calls, you know, if it's not an emergency or anything like that. So I made sure that I dedicated time to him. I don't think he ever appreciated the mountains that were moved in order for me to be able to spend uninterrupted time with him. I don't ever think he uh, respected the fact that I made sure that happened. Because that was, you know, time was important to him. Anyway, so um, he told me that um, I should not be upset when he and I cannot see each other. And that I should be okay with seeing him in whatever amount of time is available. Whether it's 30 minutes, an hour, four, or a day. And I said, okay. So this one time, I went and got my hair done, and it's about 15 minutes from his place. So I was like, hey, you at home? He said, yeah, I'm here. Bet. I'll be leaving the salon in like 10 minutes. I'm going to stop through. He said, bet. Now, I had already packed my bags because I already had this planned out. So I go to his place. I come in and I shower because I went to the gym first. So I showered. Um, we had sex. That shit was good as fuck. I took another shower and I left. And he was like, damn, you leaving already? Mm -hmm. I got shit to do. I got to go grocery shopping and, you know, I need a nap. I got shit I'm doing tonight, so on and so forth. Oh, no, this was that night. This This was that night. So... Normally, like I said, he and I, I just remembered something. He and I would see each other during, uh, after four. So on this particular day, he planned a date. He, he scheduled a date with someone, which I'm fine. You can schedule a date. But why are you scheduling a date 
in the time frame that we normally see each other. When you know that my time is already like thin, you you can't see her on Sunday. You can't see her on Friday. Like that couldn't happen. So that's when I went in, I fucked, I showered and I left. So he was supposed to contact me later on that night so I could come over. He was supposed to contact me. He didn't contact me till like 10 and I was in the bed and I was like, nah, I'm not coming back out. You were supposed to contact me. And he was like, well, why you didn't text me? Uh, sir, you're the one on the date. I'm not going to interrupt you while you're on a date. So you were supposed to reach out to me when you were done. I don't know when you're done on your date. So how can I reach out to you? And he was like, well, you know, I'm forgetful. You should have said something. No, nah, you're not going to blame this shit on me. So I didn't go that Saturday and I damn sure didn't go that Sunday. So um, I began to say, okay, more. And I also started to notice that he was trying, he was saying sideways shit to me. Like, um, you this, you that, I don't like it. Oh, he told me he didn't like it when I told him no. And I said, well, what makes you think that um, no one can tell you no? He said, well, if I feel like I'm giving you everything you need, then there's no reason for you to tell me no. And I said, well, you got the wrong motherfucker today because uh, I say no when I want to. If I don't want to do something, I'm not doing that shit, period. And he said, oh, you selfish. I said, no, I'm not selfish. I'm self-preserving. You don't do everything I want you to do. I can't see you every single time I want to. No? Okay, well, nigga, uh, goose and gander. What's good for the goose is good for the gander. So we started bumping heads a lot. So the nice trees, she started um, going back inside, and the savage began to rear her head. So he would say um, things and try to blame me for you know, different situations or whatever. And I'd be like, nah, we're not doing that. And I'm the type of person, I always got some shit to say back. I'm a back-talking motherfucker, period, with a T, okay? So, you know, he started to tell me that I'm getting mean. Oh, am I? Oh, okay. I said, nah, I'm not mean. You're just seeing the other side of me because you're bringing her out. I I kept her at bay as long as I could. But when you start talking to me sideways, I mean, you got your goddamn mind if you think I'm not going to stand up for myself. Because that's one thing that I am going to do. And that is to stand up for myself. So anyway, I felt like he was trying to knock me off. Like knock me off my uh, my confidence. Like chip away at it. So June, I was like, hey, man, I can't do this shit no more. Like, this too much. Like, I think we just need to stop because, nah. Now, in the meantime, I joined the fitness challenge. And he told me that I started acting funny because I did not. Um, when I was on my way to see him, I would text him like, hey, you need anything while I'm out? And he'd let me know if it was something he wanted to eat or me to pick up from the liquor store. I don't have no problem doing that. I'm already on the way. I told him before I even joined the channel, I was like, hey, my eating habits are going to change. So our dates, we're not going to be going out because I'm not eating that. Like I'm focused on this challenge. I need to get this weight up off of me. I'll bring my own food. 
I won't be cooking. You won't don't have to cook. I'm not doing none of that shit because all I'm eating is the food that I'm bringing. So he got upset that I no longer offered to bring anything to him. And I said, well, you're only viewing it from your side. I said, what sense does it make for me to pick up some food for you that I can't even eat? What sense does it make for me to pick up some liquor for you that I'm not even drinking? If you are hungry, if you want some liquor, then I suggest that you go and get that shit before I get there. Because I'm not picking it up. I'm not doing it. Period. Point blank. So and then that's when he told me that, oh, you changing, you acting funny. Hey, nigga. He was like, your patience for me is thinner. I said, then stop coming at me with bullshit. And I said, it's just like that. Stop coming at me with that bullshit. Yes, my patience is very thin for you because you've been talking real reckless lately. But, you know, I'm still in teaching mode. So, you know, I had to show that motherfucker what time it was and who he was dealing with. Because um, there was a point I told him, I'm nice to you because I want to be, not because I have to be. So don't ever get that twisted. So we were really, really bumping heads. And, um, you know, I broke it off with him. And um, he was like, oh, you just going to give up on me and I'm not going to let you go that easy. And I was like, I'm not giving up on you. I've been telling you the last four months how I'm feeling. I feel like you don't respect me. I feel like you are talking to me crazy. I feel like you are pulling away from me. You keep asking me, do I think that we could just be fuck buddies? Like, I'm, I'm, I'm seeing this. I hear exactly what you're saying. You're trying to transition this into a fuck buddy situation. And I told you from jump, that ain't what I want so if you want to be fuck buddies you're gonna have to find somebody else to fuck because it ain't gonna be me because that is not what I want and yes I am going to get what I want I'm being selfish because this is about me nigga this is not about you so well I've been talking almost an hour about this shit and I'm not even halfway done so y'all better hold on so um anyway so I broke it off with him and I missed him. Oh, my God, I missed him so much because, I mean, you know, you go from talking to somebody for seven months every single day, all day, and then you're not. That's definitely a shock to the system. So um, I'm trying to speed this thing on up a little bit because it's, it's, it's getting long. It's getting a little long. So um, we get to that point and I was just miserable so about I think three or four days later I reached out to him like hey I miss you let's talk let's figure something out so May 22nd is when we met up no 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 May 22nd is when we met up to figure out if we were going to continue with this or not and that was the day I met Mr. Invictus and Mr. 6-5. And I'll tell y'all about them in another podcast. Y'all already know about Mr. Invictus, but I definitely have to update you all on uh, Mr. 6-5 and uh, my little chocolate thing. So, and those podcasts will be coming up another time. This one is all about Daryl's dumbass. So, anyway... Get to um um get to dinner and it was very strained and you know I, I did miss him but I knew that that shit would never be the same. Went back to his place. The sex was not good because the connection it was just gone. It just wasn't there. 
And, you know, we kind of forced that shit. We forced it for like another month and a half, longer than it should have, should have gone. And um, then I finally like broke it off because what happened is I took him out. He likes art and photography. So I took him to an art show. But before that, you know, I planned everything like I always do. And we went to dinner and so on and so forth. I was like, I want to see you in this color because you look really good in this color. I get to his place and his attitude was shitty as fuck. Son just came in. Okay, sorry about that. So his attitude was shitty as fuck, right? And um, I should have left then. But I was going to try to salvage tonight. And I pretty much was on eggshells all night because his attitude was so fucked up. And I was trying to, like, sidestep it and, like, make the most of the night and try to cheer him up. And then at a point, I was just like, fuck that shit. If that nigga want to be miserable, he going to be miserable by himself. So we get back to his place. And the sex was just horrible. It was so forced. I could tell he did not want me there. And I should have left. And I did not listen to my intuition. But I'm not mad about not listening to my intuition because I learned something that night. So after we finished that forced sex, it was just was not good at all. Um, normally, I would just, you know, fall asleep and leave whenever. And this time, he was like, oh, you going to sleep? And I was like, yeah, why wouldn't I? And he was like, well, I'm about to go and finish watching this movie. I'm going to wake you up in a couple of hours so you can go. I said, nah, you don't have to do that. I'm leaving right now. He was like, no, 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 you can stay. Nope. You don't want me here, and I am leaving. You have made that perfectly clear all day. Not going to let you do that to me again. So I go home, and when I get home, I was like, the next time you have a shitty attitude like that, just just postpone with me. Reschedule, because I'm, I'm not doing that no more. So... A couple days later is when I really, like, like cut that shit off. I was like, I'm not doing this no more. Um, I learned some lessons. I learned that I am capable of loving one more than one man. I am capable of making sure that all the people in my life know that I love them and I'm spending quality time. And, like, I learned so much. But I'm not doing this shit. No, I'm not at all. Now, by this time, a bitch had done lost about 30 pounds. So there really wasn't shit I could be told. You know what I'm saying? Because I know y'all understand this. The more weight you lose, the more your confidence increases because you feel good and you look good. And I felt good and I look good. And I wasn't finna let that motherfucker try to take that away from me at all, none whatsoever. So anyway, um, he was like, oh, wow, you just giving up on me. and You ain't going to let me talk. Talk for what? Because nothing you say is going to change how I feel about this situation. And I don't want to be with you no more. That is what the end of it is. You can say whatever it is you feel. It may be something I need to learn so I don't take it into the next relationship I get in. But at the end of the day, no matter what you say, it's not going to change my mind. So I did not talk to him from like July 15th until after my birthday. So it was over a month. He reached out to me and said some old shit and... You know, so we started at chit-chatting. So he still want me in his life, and he want to be friends, and so on and so forth. So we go back and forth with that. So last Sunday, I was talking to him on the phone. 
And the relationship has been, nah, I wouldn't even say friendship. We weren't friends. So the conversations were always a little strained because at some point sex will come up and I'd be like, I'm not fucking you no more because, nigga, I don't backtrack. And I don't want no fuck buddy. And all you would be is a fuck buddy? No, thank you. I don't give a goddamn how good the dick is. No, thank you. All right. So when we started back talking again, you know, he, he want to know, you know, how things are going if I'm seeing anybody. Yes, I'm actually seeing two people. And he was like, two? So you need two niggas to replace me? <laughs> the last thing I'm doing is attempting to replace you, sir. Don't want to replace you. Never want to do that ever again. I said, I get from these men what I never received from you, which is an emotional connection. They are emotionally adept. They are emotionally free and vulnerable. And they have no issues expressing to me how they feel about me. Period. Can't be with no motherfucker like you that want to act like it's not what it is. We too old for that. So anyway, so I had a weak moment, right? And, you know, hey, sometimes I do dumb shit. It just is what it is. I don't regret the dumb shit that I do. I just be like, well, bitch, that shit was dumb. And I'd be like, yeah, I know, but goddamn, you know, whatever, however it happens. So I had a weak moment, right? I reached out to him and I was like, hey, I got a proposition for you. I said, um, let's just do this fuck buddy thing. Um, you know, we fuck when I'm available. <laughs> no more, not not when you're available, when I'm available. And I come, we fuck, I shower, I leave. And that's it. Period. And he was like, okay, cool. But I have two, uh, two stipulations. Okay, cool, bet. What are your stipulations? One of them, he said, you know, that the nastiest stays and, you know, we keep talking. Cool. Okay. Nah, nah, whatever. And then he was like, you got to drop the other two. And I said, drop the other two what? And he said, dudes. I said, hell motherfucking no. It's not an option. I said, what sense does it make for me to drop two dudes who are giving me what it is I need emotionally just to fuck you. Like, all we're doing is fucking. That is all that we would do. And that shit wouldn't even be consistent. Why the fuck would I do that? And he said, well, why do you need me, them, and your husband? I said, nigga, because I like dick. <laughs> duh. I mean, <laughs> duh. I like dick, and I like a variety of dick. Why wouldn't I want the one? The four of you. Why wouldn't I? What? Are you crazy? I was like, nah, man. We're fucking is done. We're, we're, we're done. That's coming up off of the table. Um, have a great day. And that was the end of that conversation. So that Sunday we were talking, and um, he said that he wanted to have a face-to-face conversation about some unresolved issues from um when we were together. And I was like, Well, we're on the phone now. Why can't we just talk about it now? And he was like, oh, because I want to, you know, I think conversations in person are better because, um, you know, you get to see facial inflection and some old bullshit. So before he even um, presented me with the let's talk face-to-face conversation, um, you know, he had been saying that no matter how deep our connection is, you know, no, excuse me, excuse me. Our connection was so deep that no matter how long we go, I'll always be able to fuck. And I was like, but you don't though. And you won't because I don't want to have sex with you ever again. I don't backtrack. So 
I don't give a goddamn how good the sex was. Nigga, I'll never fuck you again. So he told me that every single time I told him that he'll never fuck me again, it makes him want to try more. And then I said in return, well, if you like getting shot down, nigga, I'm going to keep bussing. So I don't know what to tell you, player. So anyway, so tried to set it up for the following like Monday or Wednesday or something. I don't know. He didn't have time. Well, last Friday, I took my children to my father's house, and I had to pass by his place to come back home. So I reached out, hey, you know, I got some free time. Can I, you know, you are you available? And he's like, yeah, come through, pull up. Cool, bet. Get out, go in, and I'm like, um, you know, what's up? He said to me, what's up? What you want to talk about? And I was like, mm-mm, I'm coming to have this face-to-face conversation that you wanted to have. And he was like, no, I didn't say nothing about no. I was like, look, we're not finna play no games. You wanted to have this conversation. I did not. I was fine having it over the phone. So can we go ahead and begin this conversation? So, you know, we go around the mulberry bush and it's some old bullshit. Um, he's still, he's trying to be playful and shit, but I'm not in the mood for that because I don't see you in that way anymore. So um, when we were together, he did not like for me to say nigga please or Negro please because he felt as though I was dismissing him. Okay. So he was saying something to me and I rolled my eyes and he picked up a, the little pillow that he has on his couch and he hit me in the face with it. So I was like, <laughs> okay. I just skated on by that. And... um we were talking about something. You see, I can't even remember what it was. And I was like, nigga, please. And as he was walking away, and he was like, what'd you say? <laughs> I said, nigga, please. So he came back to me. Now I'm sitting on the couch. So he walks up to me. He bends over into my face and he said, what'd you say? I said, nigga, please. In my best Miss Sophia voice ever. So he sits down and he kind of chuckled a little bit and then he pulled my hair. And I was like, don't pull my hair. And he was like, well, I used to pull your hair all the time when we were together. I said, are we together? Because the last time I checked, we are not. So no, you do not have the luxury of pulling my hair. As a matter of fact, you don't have the luxury of touching me. So he was like, oh, brother can't even get a hug and a kiss? Hell no. Fuck out of here. Nigga, no. For what? No, I don't even, I ain't feeling you like that. And y'all, when I tell y'all my pussy didn't jump, she didn't throb, she didn't get wet, she didn't move, none of that shit happened, okay? But I already knew that prior to even seeing him that I was no longer uh, attracted to him in any way, shape, form, or fashion. So um, he begin, he says to me, see, that's what's wrong with you now. And I was like, I'd love for you to tell me what's wrong with me. Tell me what's wrong with me. He said, you're selfish, you're not humble, and you bossy. I said, well, now, bossy, I can definitely take. Okay. Okay. Yes. And I said, well, I would like you to give me examples of each. And he was like, well, you know, if things don't go the way you want to, then it don't happen. And I was like, well, that's not true because if that was the case, I didn't I mean, you know, at the beginning of this, I told you I wanted you to be my boyfriend, and that didn't happen. And if I was bossy, I would cut that shit short then. Debunked. All right. Now, number two, as far as me not being humble, I said, please, ex- please expound on that. And he said, um, the other day when I texted you that I missed you, you said, I know. I said, yeah. 
you're right, I did know. And I was like, well, what did you think I was supposed to say? And he was like, um, you know, you could have just told me you miss me too. I said, but I don't miss you at all. Would you prefer that I lied to you? Because I'm not going to lie to you just to stroke your ego or to make you feel better. That's that's what I'm not going to do. So then he says, it's, uh, you know, me being selfish. I was like, no, nah, you know me. You, you know that's a lie. You just don't want to hear me tell you no. That's all. That's why you think I'm selfish, because you can't get everything you want out of me. So after he started to tell me uh, all the things that I'm not and you this, you that, I said, okay, you know what? I'm done um, here with, with this conversation. And uh, I started putting my shoes on. I got up, got my phone, got my purse. I started putting my shoes on. And I said, well, you have somewhere you want to, you, you need to be, and I'm going somewhere that I can be. So have a nice, um, a nice night. And um, if we are going to be anything like friends, it's time for me to go because um, beating this dead ass horse about a relationship that will never be rekindled makes absolutely no sense to me. This has been a complete waste of time. You didn't want to talk about anything. You wanted to see if you could get some pussy. Because it's been since the last time, which was like maybe July. Yeah, back in July. Since you've had some and no, that's not going to happen on this end at all. So um, I gathered my things and he was like, man, bring your ass back over here and sit down. It's a no for me, dog. And I walked out, closed the door behind me, got in my truck and I left. 12 o'clock. 12.06 a.m. to be exact. This, and I'm going to read it. This is the text that I received from Daryl, which then, once I sent this to a love of mine, he said, that nigga's a narcissist. And that moment is when I got it. Okay. This is what he said. I think you came over to see if you, and I'm going to read it exactly the way he typed it. Okay. I think you came over to see if you were still attracted to me so you can get complete verification, LOL. Whether this true or not, it's my opinion. Maybe you were still, maybe not, but I also think the convo made it totally not. I put a little weight on, especially in belly, but I still take care myself. I'm not going to say I hope you got your answer because I already know the answer, LOL. I'm the only one who thinks deep and know what you thinking too. First of all, I never made mention of his weight gain at all. And I noticed it instantly, but it's not my place to say. We know what we look like in the mirror. Nobody needs to tell us <laughs> that we have gained weight or not. So, um, don't know where he got that from. And he is very and extremely incorrect. Um, I did not go over there to see if I was still attracted to him. I knew before I went over there that I wasn't. So there wasn't a doubt in my mind about it. And um, as far as him thinking he knows what I'm thinking too, okay, my nigga, you know what? If you need all of that to to make you sleep better at night, have fun. But I did not respond. I am not going to respond because I am done. 
100% and completely. Now, there is a part of me that wants to send him the definition and bullet points on what a narcissist is. But because he is a narcissist, he will never um, admit to any of that anyway. That's fine. He doesn't have to. I know. And he knows. Well, um, I am now free. I survived a narcissist and I am thankful. Like he really attempted to chip away at my confidence because he would always say that I'm too cocky. But nigga, I'm a bad bitch. I don't know what to tell you. I am very confident whether I weighed 195 pounds or 155 pounds. I am confident in who I am. And there ain't shit that I can be told by anybody to try to help that. Now, I knew it was time for me to leave because I started to feel insecure around him. I started to feel like I wasn't enough around him because of some of the things that he would say. Now, he would deny it, and he can. He can feel however he wants to feel. But I know what I felt. I know what I heard. So, you know, on the flip side, he would say, well, you said such and such to me. Yeah, but it was in response to something that you said. I can take accountability for my tone and I can take accountability for my words, but you also need to take accountability for motherfucking trying me. And there were numerous times throughout the the time we spent together that I told him, I feel like you're trying me. Like, I feel like you're trying to get a rise out of me. And if you keep poking the bear, you're going to get scratched. And then what your ass cannot do is play the victim after I scratch your whole face off. That's what you can't do. So the point of all of that is, ladies, pay attention. Listen to your intuition. She never lies. Ever, ever lies. If you are with a man and you begin to feel insecure because of the things that he's saying to you, not because you have insecurities, it is time to go. He does not deserve you. Let that motherfucker be by himself. Let him talk about himself like that. Because one thing that I've researched on narcissists is that they have a lot of um, self-doubt and insecurities, which then causes them to try to um, make someone feel inferior. And I'm inferior to nobody, especially no nigga. Let's, 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 let's start there. I'm not. I know who I am, and I'm comfortable being exactly who LB is, flaws and all. So um, to Daryl, Nigga, you can kiss my motherfucking ass. Uh, thank you for the lesson in narcissism. Thank you for uh, uh, showing me that I'm capable of loving more than one man at a time. And thank you for thrusting me into where my life is right now because my shit is good. Like, my circle is amazing. And thank you for helping me find that circle. So anyway, um, we're going to transition. I'm, I'm done talking about him, ladies. Uh, that's that. And I'm back, bitch. So now we're going to transition. You know what? I'm not going to do a dick tale because we are already at an hour and 11 minutes. But I do have a who going to check me. <laughs> who going to check now, me? When I was over in DR, 
um, first, let me preface this. I'm very leery of white women. I've been burned by white women and, you know, scarred <laughs> by white women. So I get it. I understand that they're going to play the victim role and them hoes can cry at the drop of a motherfucking hat. Okay? Like, them, them hoes can cry quick. They are taught how to cry. Water break. Hold on. So, um, we in DR, and I'm the Nighthawk. I was out partying that night. Uh, Chicken Little, she was in the bed, and so was Baldine. Well, this particular night, um, during the day, no, it wasn't during the day. It was that evening, this um, three white people, we're all sitting at the bar, and we're taking shots. So, the white girl was already kind of fucked up because she was real handsy, and I don't like white people touching me, like, at all. So, um, it was, uh, I'm gonna call her skinny white bitch, cool white bitch, buff ass white boy, buff ass white boy and skinny white bitch were a couple cool ass white bitch was traveling with them. They was all together. So, um, skinny white bitch. She's looking at me, telling me how nice my body is. And, you know, she can see the tone is, oh, thank you, thank you, blah, 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 blah. She is getting drunk about a second. So we end up all going upstairs to the club. And she's dancing her white girl dance with her white boyfriend. And it's a fucking mess on the dance floor. But anywho, so we all end up outside talking and drinking. And... The conversation started to get weird as fuck with skinny white girl. And she started like grabbing me. And you know, it's easy for us to say what we will do in a situation until we are actually in that situation. So what I knew is that when she started grabbing me, she tried to grab my face to get me to look at her so she could tell me something. And I was like, nah. I, you know, I, I leaned back and I was trying to get out of her grasp without being violent. And that was very difficult for me to do because, oh, you grabbing me and you are like, like, I, like you're grabbing me and I can't push that bitch out the chair and punch her face in because she's only going to cry victim. Right. So um, at one moment she she let me go, and then she grabbed me again, and all of a sudden her tears started, and then she stopped. And she was like, you understand what I'm saying? I said, oh, this bitch is out her motherfucking mind. I got to get away from these white people for these motherfuckers have me killed over here. Uh-uh, can't do it. So as she's grabbing me, I am trying to get her off of me. And I look over to her dude, and I was like, hey, tell her to stop touching me. Like, t tell her to let me go. So he walks in between us and, you know, and then she started that extra crazy shit with him, crying. And it was a drunk white girl cry that she was doing because she kept stopping and starting it and being all crazy and shit. And I got the fuck on. But that bothered me. What bothered me is the fact that I could not slap the dog shit out of that white woman. For putting her motherfucking hands on me. And the only reason why I couldn't do it is because she white and I'm black. And I know that no matter what, they're going to take her goddamn side. 
They not, they not going to believe me when I say, well, she was grabbing me and she wouldn't let me go. They not going to believe that. All they going to know is that this black woman slapped this white woman out of the chair at the bar. And she scratched her knee or elbow or bumped her head or, you know, whatever. So, you know, that, that fucked with me for a while because... Just when we even a little bit feel like we free, we really not. Like, we not free. Like, you know, white women hold all the power, honestly. If a white woman say it happened, then it's true. And even if it comes out that it was a lie, they'll make excuses for her. My ass would have been under the jail. Uh, I'd probably still be in DR in jail right now for slapping a white bitch. So it's like... White people, keep your hands to your motherfucking self. Um, I also need for y'all to understand that the privilege you have to do whatever the fuck you want to do is real. I don't have that. Um, and at the end of the day, just bitch, keep your motherfucking hands to yourself. Like, seriously. Like, you, you should really do that. But anyway, um, I'm going to pick up on a green-eyed monster dictail next week because it's 1.16 a.m., Okay, I'm ready to go to sleep and I have gotten um, being in the presence of a narcissist out of my uh, system and I just wanted y'all to know what the fuck I had going on and I'm back, I'm motivated, kickball season is almost over. Uh, I got one more playoff game this Saturday, then we got Pollyween, I already got my outfit together, Pollyween is like the poly group. And we all celebrate Halloween together. This is my very first one. So I'm super excited. Um, blessings on blessings on blessings. The uh, art show that I did for the photos that I took back in August came out absolutely wonderful. I am so thankful um, for um, the guy that took the pictures with me because that definitely took him out of his comfort zone and the fact that he was able to relax and um, we were able to pull off the fact that that was our first time meeting. But from looking at the pictures, you can't tell that. Like from looking at the pictures, it looks like we've known each other for an extreme amount of time. But we haven't. That was our first time meeting. And um, it was a dominatrix submissive um, photo shoot and I was the dom and he, of course, was the submissive, but I um, thank you. He holds a special place in my heart for that, and he knows that as well. And, um, you know, I look forward to working with him again because we did a good motherfucking job. Like, we we did that shit. Um, he knows who he is. That's for you. Thank you. And to my loves, thank you all for being exactly who you are and allowing me to be exactly who I am. And that is from Hubby, Mr. Invictus, and 6-5. Thank you so much for the lessons that I've learned thus far being in your life. And um, I look forward to many more beautiful and wonderful experiences with you. And again, thank you for being exactly who you are. So... Anywho, let's go ahead and wrap this thing on up. All right. Thank you so much for um, 
being patient with me. <laughs> it's been a minute. Um, thank you for those who have encouraged me. And uh, please know that you can reach out to me um, anytime you like. A uh, special shout out to Tim65, Mr. Invictus, Miss Pure, um, my girl Stacy, my husband, Chicken Little, and Baldine. Well, that's that. You can reach out to me on IG, Facebook, and email. It's the Candy Bag B, and I'm out.